I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker, and I'm the only one with you today. Michael Glassman, who is my podcast partner, is having technical difficulties. Apparently, he lost his phone. So here we are. And um, pretty soon, uh, we will all be able to gather in person. We're still doing things remotely. So um, we look forward to the day that we're sitting next to each other and actually having more of a riffing going on between us. But here I am. And as promised, we, I, see, I'm still thinking he's here. I'm going to talk about different things for the landscape that are found objects, recycled objects, inexpensive ways to make your landscape design completely unique and wonderful, and hopefully inexpensive. So I'm going to start with concrete. So many people have concrete that's old and cracked and cruddy looking. And it's just the way it is. Your house, you bought the house like that, or you've had the house for so many years, and it's just in bad shape. And the cost of removing it is extremely high. I'll tell you why it's so high as well. It has to be jackhammered up, and then it has to be hauled off. To be hauled off, you usually need to get a waste container, which is starts at $200, at least it used to, pre-COVID. Who knows what it costs now? And then it has to be hauled off to be recycled. So... Getting rid of the concrete is not, you know, it's not inexpensive, not to mention the labor. That's just the hauling off. It has to be jackhammered and moved, and concrete is heavy, as you know. But let's say you break it up with a jackhammer into pieces that, I don't know, about a foot wide, foot and a half, and then you just stack it in the corner because it could be reused. You could take those concrete pieces and you could stain them, or you could leave them the color they are, but you could use it as retaining walls. It's not the prettiest thing, but, you know, because it has that rough edge, but if you were to do a retaining wall and plant plants along the top edge that that would weep over like rosemary or um, something I like to use as Lysmachia uh, moneywort or roses, ground cover roses, pretty soon you'd have a great retaining wall. I mean, it's concrete and it would be covered by the plants that flowed over it. And then, of course, if you painted it, there's uh, concrete paint and you could spray on concrete paint. Um, it would, you know, you could do it a dark brown and it would look like a, a rock wall. I have had uh, in the past clients wanting to break up the concrete and have it relayed as a driveway or a walkway. Let me just warn you, it's not easy to do because those two surfaces need to be level. And the concrete that you're breaking out, it's not all the same. It's just not a thin, perfect slab of three or four inches. You know, it's some of it's wider, you know, deeper. And when you have a path, you want it level. So anyway... Before you go uh, getting rid of your concrete, you could break it up and make it into a retaining wall. That's one thing you could do. Let's say you're just going to, you just, that's even too much work and you're going to keep what you've got, but what are you going to do with it? Yes, they make concrete paint. I don't think it's the prettiest looking stuff. It just looks like paint that's been painted over concrete, but there are some nice colors and you could you know, in the neighborhood, probably see different porches, usually from homes from the 50s and 60s that um, have a nice gray coating or red coating or green coating of paint, you know, trying to make the, um, you know, the surface look better. 
Now, imagine this. Now, I'm a avid Pinterest. At least I was until I got so busy. Now I can't barely have time to get my laundry done. But um, on Pinterest, and I have boards on Pinterest. If you go to Roberta Walker, Landscape Design, you could take a look at my boards because there's all about landscaping. But one one process I think is just amazing is to paint your cracked, ugly old concrete surface, whether it's a patio or, you know, mainly, let's just talk about patio right now. And then there are concrete stencils. So you could put down these big, they're plastic stencils, and then you put the paint on top of it, and your, they have all different kinds of stencils. Your patio can look like this beautiful uh, geometric design, and it's just your same old patio. But it's beautiful now because it's got uh, some, they look like lace doilies, some look like Persian carpets. It really depends on how much work you want to do. But hell, it's a great project. You know, it's going to take time, but it could be zen, it could be meditative, but you can redo your old concrete by making it look um, absolutely fabulous with so little money. Okay, nothing like jackhammering, hauling, pouring new concrete. So doing stenciling on concrete or um, just painting it is, you know, is something that's so doable. Now, let's say you have some big, ugly cracks. Well, you, nothing ventured, nothing lost. You can make those cracks into what looks like waterways with a, with a blue paint. You could even paint some koi in there. Something I love when the Sacramento International Airport makes it sound really big, but it's not really big was remodeled, um, the flooring that they put in has what looks like a representation of the Sacramento River flowing all the way through the halls. It's just wonderful. So imagine doing something like that with your concrete. Make the cracks into waterways and then, you know, paint the rest of it or, or paint koi and lily pads. You can have an amazing concrete area where before you hated it. So that's one idea. Well, that's a couple ideas for concrete. Stenciling and stacking it for retaining walls or just painting it is going to really make a huge difference. And then, you know, it can stay. So other things that you could do to recycle. Wood pallets. There are so many things you could do with wood pallets. At one time, I don't know how many years ago, at one of the home and landscape shows, Cal Expo, it's a Northern California home and landscape show, we built an entire pergola out of um, pallets, found pallets. Now, they're not all in great shape, and they're not made of wood that's going to last you know, a whole long time, but you can make a nice little pergola for yourself, or you can make a fabulous doghouse. Um, or you could use pallets to build furniture. Again, on Pinterest, there's so many ideas. The um, After we built the pergola, what we did is um, we built what was like a sofa, two pallets together. We joined them, and we had two up the back. And then I went and bought wheels to put on the bottom and then had a cushion made. And this is great, like, bed, couch that you could roll around your patio. So that's um, another very inexpensive thing that you could do that's fun and interesting and whenever we create anything there's just such a sense of accomplishment afterwards and not only that if you're doing it for your landscape and you're improving it and it's beautiful and you haven't spent the money even more so it's a win
Another thing that you could do with palettes is you can stack them. Of course, you're going to have to put um, a piece of wood on the back, two pieces of wood to hold them up, and maybe um, make sort of a, a another post triangle so it, it leans a little bit. Or you could just um, attach it to a wall with some space between because you can make a vertical garden. Now, the pallets are open between the slats, so it's easy enough to run the drip lines up through the back and into any little um, container for the garden. Now, what we've been using, of course, we use ePay when I do vertical gardens, but we, I have the guys buy metal gutters. And you buy metal gutters and you cut them and you put the, you buy the ends and then you drill the bottom and you've got a great planter. And it's metal. It will never decompose. Well, you screw those on to the pallets and run your drip lines up the back, put soil in and plant, and you've got a vertical garden. A lot, you know, depending on how many um, how many um, planters you put on. And I usually stagger them. But if you're going to put um, rows of planters, just know that if you're going to drip the top, uh, it's going to drip down to the bottom. So, you know, you can calculate how much water you may need. It may need not very much if one is dripping into the next one. So um, vertical gardens are a wonderful way to grow herbs or succulents or just color. And in these palettes that are pretty crummy looking, if you paint them or stain them, they're going to look fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And so if you have a small space, you live in a condo or you have a balcony off an apartment building, just think about doing this. The only thing that you have to really be aware of if you have a space like that is that water needs to drain somewhere so if you're going to do a vertical garden and you're going to put up metal or if you're not going to do metal gutters um, very inexpensively on amazon and other places you could buy felt um they're felt vertical gardens it's kind of like a kangaroo place you know where the baby goes a little pouch so it's, it's heavy felt and has pouches and of course you know that's wool it's a natural um, fiber so you fill it with some soil and you put the plant in and you could hook those onto your pallets and you've got great vertical gardens without breaking the bank okay so other ideas now found objects if you're lucky enough to find an old clawfoot bathtub that's a great thing for the garden because it, not only if it you want to use it to, you know, plug it up and have a cool bath for the kids. Um, and then, of course, it's got to drain and it's got to drain somewhere into the landscape. You got to calculate that. But um, if you don't want to use it as a bath, it's a great planter. It's funky looking and fun. Or it can be a water feature. It could be a pond. So um, old bathtubs are great or old troughs are great as well as far as planting. A lot of people have um, old uh, fountains that no longer work or one part's chipped or broken. Well, they become wonderful planters. And I would plant succulents in something like that because a ver um, an old fountain, let's say if it's concrete and it has the different levels, they're not very deep. So you don't want to plant a plant that needs its roots to go deep. So if you're planting things like succulents, echeveria, sempervivens, um, you know, uh, off the sides could be the, the string of pearls or the little banana plants. I mean, you could have this amazing planter where before you had this broken, ugly uh, pottery um, fountain that's just sitting in a corner. So reuse everything. 
That's what makes a garden so intriguing and special is when you're using these objects that you find or that you love. Oh, another, another great thing. Now, a friend of mine has this up in Humboldt. She has a bowling ball garden, okay? Now, she has a beautiful garden. I mean, absolutely beautiful. And of course, Humboldt County, there's more rain. The temperature doesn't get to, you know, 115 like it does here in Sacramento. But one area are all these bowling balls that she picked up cheap at thrift stores over the years. I don't know if you could still find them, but they're great. It's just really interesting to have something like that, different color bowling balls. Or if you live closer to the ocean and you could find some sea glass, that's wonderful too. These are things you could put in the garden and make a, a, a stream, a little cobble stream. You don't have to go out and buy rock. If you have these objects, like bowling balls or glass balls, you could incorporate them you know, with rocks as well. But be creative because the more creative you are, the more fun it is, the more fun it is, the better energy you put into the yard, the better energy you put in the yard, you draw all those friendly butterflies and bees, everyone wins. So here I am, Mother Nature talking. So bowling balls are wonderful if you could find them. Some people have old farm equipment. You know, you could do a, a big, a, a nice mound somewhere and you could put an old, so hopefully something with doesn't have treacherous spikes on it that's all rusty. But, um, you know, you might find some some old something, I don't know, tractor piece, lawnmower. You know, people used to, I don't even think they're around much anymore, but stagecoach wheels, you know, you see them in the old west standing up. Um, but if you, if you build a mound in your yard and put something that's of good size up there um, and then plant around it, it's, that's really fun. Old pots, even broken pots, could be on their side with the plants coming out of their side. There's no need to keep throwing stuff away. And so many people do throw things away, but you know, one, people's, one person's trash becomes someone else's treasure. So pick up on this. Another great resource, if you haven't been, is the Habitat Restore. They are in every different city and contractors and homeowners will bring stuff that they don't use anymore because they're remodeling or, or they've remodeled and now they have all this excess tile or carpet pieces or whatever. And it's sold inexpensively through the restore and that money goes to helping build new homes uh, for low income families, which is it's a win-win situation. So you could go and buy a bunch of tile in all different colors, and you could um, use that tile. Let's say you have some concrete blocks, and you put the concrete blocks, you, you concrete them together and fill them with pebbles inside, and use a tile on the outside, and you've got this beautiful tiled wall. And if you, if you don't put uh, pebbles inside of them, you put soil, and you've made yourself a, a little raised planting bed with succulents coming out of the top. Concrete blocks are very versatile. They are ugly. I get it. They're, they're construction blocks, but they could be painted. They could be tiled. They could do amazing things, and they're heavy, which means they could retain. Now, if you're going to use concrete blocks to retain, then they definitely need retaining material. So don't don't do that. They need rebar and they need concrete. But if you're just doing a planter that's just a couple blocks high, you could put them together. You can even have some go uh, if you're doing them horizontally, have some every once in a while go vertically and put some echeveria, which is also known as little hens and chicks succulents in there. Paint them, tile them. If you have broken china, 
it, that's a, there's a whole technique called picasset where you break the china and then you glue it on and you grout it, which is pretty much what mosaic is about. I have had so many books over the years on my shelf of mosaic and I've never had time to do it. And something I so want to do. And I, I have collected all this, you know, bits and pieces of China from different garage sales that one day I'm going to break and I'm going to make some wonderful mosaic somewhere in the garden. Imagine you have a mosaic that you've made in the garden on whatever, whether it's it's a board, you know, hardy back board or whether it's concrete or you have posts, you know, for for a shade sale and you mosaic the post. Imagine having some some old bowling balls in different colors, you know, dark purple and black and gold and yellow. It would just be so cool. And then interplanted, you could have lomandra, which is a Australian grass. It gets three feet high by three feet, not three feet, about two feet high. And um, it's evergreen. I mean, you could do this wonderful river of stuff with with um, ornamental grasses along the edge, just like you're replicating a, a river or stream that's in nature. But this one is more artsy. You can make uh, fish out of clay um, I, if you have a kiln handy, but that's getting a little far into the arts. Um, so anyway, that's uh, so many ideas that you can do with found objects. And making fountains is so easy. You could buy a pump from any Ace Hardware, Green Acres, any nursery in your area. You could buy different size pumps. You know, from little ones, it'll sit on your desktop, you know, in a bowl with rocks and, you know, it'll shoot up a little pipe and over. Or you could use old sinks and pots and all kinds of things where you have a, you know, a plastic basin on the bottom that's either above ground or cut, you know, into the ground where the water is stored. That's where the pump goes. And out of the pump is a plug. And out of the top of the pump is a plastic tube. That plastic tube, however big the length is, long the length is, can go up through these different items that you have. Of course, they have to be secured to each other. And the higher up you go with your tube, the bigger pump you'll need to pump the water up there. So, um, but have fun. This, you know, if you've got this stuff laying around, it could be really great. And you don't have to go out and spend 600 or 1200 or 3000 or 10,000 on these water features. Um, although they're beautiful too. And you could use urns, um, pots, urns from your yard, or you could buy them in the same thing. They sell plugs for the bottom that allow for that tube to come up. And that, that pot has to sit on the screen and underneath the screen is a basin of water and you have to have electricity, hopefully a GFI switch, which is a plug that goes outside. So, um, all these ideas are things that you can do now. Right now, trying to get people to work on your home is very difficult. There's so much, so much going on. So many people are working from home and they're, they're getting to projects. But on the other end, suppliers are having a really difficult time getting materials in. Thus, lumber has almost tripled in price almost everything. And it's not because, um, you know, things have left the planet. It's just because um, of the COVID and the workforce and getting things transferred um, is not easy. So if you're not relying on that, if you're, if you're in your backyard and it's spring and you've got this stuff, start thinking about how it could be recycled into art for your garden. It's an inexpensive, beautiful, and unique thing to do. So whether you're using old pallets that are free mainly or 
stenciling or painting your concrete or breaking it up to make a wall or planter beds or old tires. Did I mention that? I didn't mention that. Let me mention that now. Old tires can be stacked on top of each other and painted, filled with soil, and you've got planters. Yeah, I think the rubber um, does probably outgas a little bit. You could find out more about that. Um, if you have, if you're lucky enough to find some clay tiles uh, that were extra from someone's tile roof, you know the the ones that look like Florida, they're 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 Mexican looking, Spanish looking. Those tiles, those make uh, you know those those could edge a planter beautifully as well. And um, clay pipes, if you have pieces of clay pipes, you could have a whole. They're like smokestacks with different succulents in the middle of your garden and you could uplight it at night and it would just be fabulous. So <clears throat> know that there's every different way to create in your garden. And I love to create by, well, by using all the materials. I love rocks. I love boulders. The bigger boulder you buy, not only is it more expensive, but you're not going to be able to move it. So Usually a regular boulder that's about three feet is in the 700 pound range. So don't get all crazy if you go to a rock yard. You know, make sure you can lift the stuff or you have equipment that can lift it or heavy lifting people <laughs> that can lift it. But um, rocks are, are wonderful in the landscape and you could use anything from small crushed rock. If you're doing pathways, you want to do crushed rock, not pea gravel, pea gravel rolls under your feet so it's not so easy to to walk on and and it's nearly impossible to roll a wheelbarrow over but if you want to make pathways out of crushed rock that works perfectly well you do have to border it with something what are you going to border it with hey your neighbor just got just took out an old brick planter and has these old bricks bricks make a, a great uh, edging for a pathway so you don't necessarily have to go out and spend the money to do um you know to buy these landscape supplies and and have everything perfect looking. Instead, you can use found objects and have it looking unique and wonderful and has your stamp on it because this is who you are and this is how you like to live and this is what you want your landscape to look like. So I urge you to get creative and recycle and start going to uh, – garage sales and thrift stores and find these things old funky metal chairs can be repainted sanded repainted you could have great stuff without breaking the bank so i urge you to be creative and to create a habitat that you're happy in that your kids are happy in that your animals are happy in and when you do that you're going to draw the animals and wildlife the flying type uh hopefully mainly <laughs> also to your garden. So there you are. I have uh, gone on for half an hour and uh, hopefully inspired you. And next week, Michael will be back with me. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but I really want to focus on creating gardens that um, are doable, that are really doable for, um, you know, for those of us that, uh, that have time. I don't have time. And those of us that don't have, you know, huge budgets, um, or that can't get a hold of a contractor in any time soon this year. So there you go. Again, I am Roberta Walker. This is Digging Deep, and we do have a website. You could go to diggingdeep.blueberry.net. You just drop the E in blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.net. 
You can ask questions. You could suggest things that you'd like us to talk about. We have both been in the field for over 20 years, and we've seen so many different situations, and our intent is to share these with you so that you can go on and either create your own or at least know beforehand, before you hire someone, what you're looking for. Okay, so thank you for joining, and we'll be back next week.